Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today we have Bibi Barami, community volunteer and activist. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? An in-person lunch and learn. Wait a minute. Did you say in-person? In-person. Not virtual. Not bring your lunch to your computer and eat it and, and, and take in the Schaefer Leadership Academy. This is actually in-person at the Innovation Connector? It is. And it is for employers. Employers? So if you like employ you. people... I don't employ anybody. I I work for you. That's true. I employ people. So this could be one for for me. Yes. This is called examining our own unspoken and hidden rules for employers. Ooh, sounds interesting. Quite. Yes. You are. Well, first it's led by Dorica Watson, former guest of Gone Boss. Yes. Employers will identify ways in which sharing our hidden rules can improve communication, relationships, and outcomes, individual, organizational, and community outcomes. You will give a language to talk about what may be conceived as common sense. You'll understand your own hidden rules and how they have helped or hindered you. You'll gain a deeper understanding of the hidden rules that are at play and govern our lives. Now, this is for employers. Yes, employers. This is going to be Tuesday, August 10th from 1130 to 1. In person at the Innovation Connector. In person at the Innovation Connector with lunch. It is presented in partnership with Eastern Indiana Works, providing these sessions in partnership with Schaefer Leadership Academy as a free service to their clients. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Bibi Barami, community activist. Welcome. Thank you so much You're for welcome. having me. Thanks for coming by. So a quick little side story about Bibi. Uh, I was introduced to you by Dale Basham, and we got to know each other. And you make these cookies <laughs> that are the greatest cookies ever. And when you when you bring them to me, mm-hmm. it, it takes everything in me not to shove them not all just in my mouth. <laughs> so thank you so much for bringing those cookies into my life. Yeah. You're most welcome. You're an amazing person. You do so much in our community. Those cookies are my little treat for you, for all your good work in our community. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Now, what are those cookies called? Because we just call them BB's cookies, but I'm sure they have a name. That's how it became the name of the cookies. (laughs) BB's cookies everywhere. Okay, good. (laughs) I just kind of created it. from a different recipe and modified it and it became my cookies. Okay, baby's <laughs> cookies, excellent. 
Well, tell us about yourself. You're not a Munsonian, so you haven't grown up here. So tell us where uh, you came from and everything there. I would be happy to. It's a long story, but I'll make it short. Originally, I'm born in Afghanistan, and then I was forced to a refugee camp in Pakistan. I lived in Pakistan for six years. And then I was blessed to meet my husband in the refugee camp. And uh, obviously, he had a connection as an exchange student in the United States. And he was able to come to the state. And then he applied for me to come to beautiful Muncie, Indiana. That's how we're originally from Afghanistan. Now, what years were you in uh, Pakistan? Uh, From 80s to 86. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the in yeah. the early to mid eighties. Okay. Yes, mid eighties. Uh-huh. Okay. So how did you guys get from Pakistan and Afghanistan to like Muncie, Indiana? Doesn't seem yeah. like the most direct long, path. Direct <laughs> path to here. <laughs> You know, like when the direct path was coming from Afghanistan to Pakistan mm-hmm. was not direct either. We had to travel through the mountains, oh, and yeah. it took us a long time to travel. How old were of you the then? Security. I was uh, 13 years old. 13, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, traveling with my huge family and a pregnant mother through the mountain, it was not easy. Then living in the refugee camp for six years with my family, they lived for 10 over 10 years, but I, w- I left uh, to the United States. Uh, it was not easy either, but uh, the only connection was that my husband, he was put in jail. He was a miracle to survive. Uh, the connection, the blessing was that he was a smart boy. He had come as an exchange student and lived in Sedalia, Missouri. And that is the blessing, you can call it, that he was able to come to the state and do his residency, ask his American family to apply for him. It was very difficult to come to the state in the 70s. And then he was here for almost five years. Then we were engaged in the refugee camp. That was also, I was lucky to be engaged to him to have the opportunity to come to the state. And we came, um, when I came, uh, it took, I think, almost four some years to for my immigration work. I came in the end of 86. No. That was kind of the connection mm-hmm. through the exchange student, the American family, and being a refugee. We came as a refugee during that time. Now, you haven't been around Muncie since 1986. So yeah. where where were you? Or, I, or was it I here? was, uh, I came straight to Muncie. Straight to Muncie. Actually. Straight yeah. to Muncie. Yeah. Okay, I, so it was a direct path. The flight oh, okay. was a long flight. Uh-huh. <laughs> I kind of changed. I think the ticket maybe was refugee ticket I went through like four different flights and I didn't speak much English and I thought I was lost I will never meet my husband and I left my family what, what is going to happen to me I had to but be scared. Yes. <laughs> it was a little scary but when I met him in Indianapolis in the airport that was a light of my day it was a blessing to arrive to the place to meet him all right so you've yeah. been around the area since the mid 80s since uh, yeah since 86 okay. now you have a uh, non-profit uh, uh-huh. called Awaken. Uh-huh. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's what, uh, since I've been here for that long, I call a more Muncie person than anywhere else. I didn't live much in Afghanistan or Pakistan. And then living in beautiful Muncie and all the good people doing good work, I was inspired to start my nonprofit organization. Obviously, I attended uh, GED and I finished my school and I went to Ball State. And during having six children and then starting my nonprofit. Uh, Awaken is a nonprofit uh, organization. It's helping with uh, education and uh, healthcare and then uh, uh, educational training. 
and we have been blessed since uh, we formed that after 9-11. It's been uh, 20 some years and beautiful Mansi that we run this nonprofit and we have made a huge difference in many people's life. And I'm, I started with the village where I was born and Bihsud uh, district, Nangrahar. And uh, then we help in other areas too, but that was the base of where our health clinic is and the mobile clinic goes to places, but vocational center goes to different places for the woman in the rural area. But that's what nonprofit is doing, is doing a great job. Well, tell us other organizations you're part of here in the community. I am uh, a Rotarian, a <laughs> Rotarian, and then also uh, part of other organization in the community, a board member on the Barraways, uh, which is a very dear to my heart, the woman uh, shelter here. And uh, I serve on other boards. I'm also actually the president of uh, Islamic Center of Mansi. I'm the first female president in the last 40 some years. Oh, wow. And I uh, had the opportunity as I will break the ice for other feature women that mm-hmm. even though I was too busy to take the task. And uh, I serve on my neighborhood board and uh, peace center at Ball State. I'm uh, a still board member there. I left some board because of my health issue, but uh, I do a lot of work in the community and I'm also employee in American Health Network. Okay. Now, one thing I've known you to be connected to is Pies for Peace. So (laughs) is that uh, still happening or Mm -hmm. is that uh, uh, something in the past now? I started the Pie for Peace uh, with a group of people, and I know, as I say, I was extremely busy. I still support it. I still participate in the events, but uh, I'm not as much involved as I would want to be. And I think that's the same for the Ima Mansi Action Plan. I was involved with a facilitator at the beginning. I help out. And uh, also there was a, we did a diversity at Ball Hospital, IU Health, and uh, was part of that too, the pallets for the pallets of diversity and the art that we did, and I participated in that. I participated in a lot of the different tasks, whatever I can take. I love to help, and especially in those good causes. Now, what was the concept behind Pies for Peace? Because I thought that was unique. The concept was that we can share a pie and understand each other differences. We all enjoy the same pie. We can be different, different religions, colors, different, different religion, different backgrounds, but we can all enjoy the piece of pie together. I like that's that. Pies, pies for peace. Pies for peace. Yeah. I like that's really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned uh, some health issues over the past year. That's really set you back a little bit. Tell us about that, going through that. Uh, I was blessed. I'm still blessed. I uh, was uh, very healthy and uh, running all the time, uh, participated well, in my... so far you've been busy as <laughs> all get out. Busier so. than anybody I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one day I was holding uh, an event for a week and a fundraiser in the St. Mary Church on Riverside, I think that's where I was. And uh, this was a smaller event for cooking for 50 people. I was doing it all by myself, and then I was also presenting in that event. And during that uh, cooking time in the uh, kitchen, I was like, my eyes got blanket over it. This never happened to me in my life. I said, oh, what's that? <laughs> got scared, and I was just trying to drink some water. And it wasn't like a high, uh, lightheaded or something. But I'll give you a short story. Then when I did my blood work and other work, you would be scared, like, you know, my body was not right. I think this uh, autoimmune disease was growing in me for a long time. For the four or five years, I was taking care of my father, who was in a wheelchair. He was with me. I forgot about myself. I was the president of two nonprofit. I was so much involved, and I 
think that was one message I got from that, that we also, God gave us responsibility to take care of your body, and I was not doing that. I was not sleeping well, and I was uh, running all the time, taking care of many people. So this was his way of giving you a reminder, huh? That is exactly what (laughs) happened. Yeah, that's how I take it as a blessing to remind me myself. And then I went through a lot of testing, and it's a temporal arthritis and giant cells. I was having headache on my left side and my eye for 24-7. Constant, steady pain. Never takes, goes away from you. We even went to Mayo Clinic and Cleveland Clinic. It's very hard to diagnose. It's very rare in the United States. But a rheumatologist in Indianapolis was very, um, she's blessed and she had experience. And she said, that's exactly what it is. I had all the symptoms for the giant cells. And I've been treated for that since then. And... During small surgery, my heart was stopped. What? Completely stopped on October, this, uh, this last October of 2020. And I was on the October 20th day. And I was, I mean, I don't know why I'm still here. I'm so blessed to be here. My heart completely stopped. And they worked on me for five minutes and then it can't start it. I was in Methodist for one week. And I think after five days, they took me out of a ventilator and I was in complete ice pack and they took the ice pack out of me and I'm here. <laughs> so wow. every time I try to see am I moving, I'm thinking, I say, I'm so blessed that I can think again. They thought I might not be able to, and I'm not moving my hands. I'm back to my, almost my normal self. It's a total blessing. That's that's the story for my sickness. But uh, before that, I was always thought, everybody thought I was a rock. I have no like pain or hurting or tiredness. I'm just keeps going. My daughter said that your thyroid was so bad. And how did you, you never complain that you have no energy. I said, I think God just gave me energy. I had no idea. Yeah. But yeah, that was my sickness <laughs> time. Okay. Yeah. But I'm blessed to be with all of you today. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good yeah. to have but you I've back. But I've been gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good reminder to, especially as women, we're conditioned to take care of other people and, Absolutely. you know, your family and your business, your kids, all of that. Everything. Everything else, and you come last. So to take you, care of yourself uh, it's is a, important. It's a great reminder for my dear ladies. Yeah, I give them this advice that please remember yourself and make sure you do annual checkup. Absolutely. Yes. So tell us about your family. I heard six kids. <laughs> <laughs> I am blessed with uh, six wonderful children. And uh, my, of course, I'm first blessed with my dear husband mm-hmm. that uh, came to my life. These children uh, are four are married, and they're all in medical field. Uh, one is in beautiful Muncie and Open Door, uh, Yusuf, and one is in uh, Indianapolis and in Methodist. He just finished cardiology. And one of the child, the third one is in Dallas, Texas. Uh, she's a doctor of pharmacy. And my fourth child just finished medical school, uh, Asma, who had helped me a lot with my nonprofit. Mm-hmm. God bless her. She's a very hardworking person. She was a top student graduating from IU, and she ended up in Baylor, uh, Texas, Houston. Okay. She's doing a double residency there. And my fifth child is Zaki Bahrami, who is uh, also working at, for Uber Eats at this point. He's in New York, and uh, he helps me a lot with my nonprofit. He's a great child. And Lena Bahrami, she's a student in Stanford right now. 
Okay. My youngest baby. baby. She was born when I started my nonprofit. I tell her that you're, I have taken 50% of your time to a nonprofit. <laughs> Forgive me. And that forgiveness and my wish, you'll be surprised, it came to reality. Because I was so busy during her time. My extended family came. I have brothers and sisters. 16 people came and stayed with me while she is a baby. And, and my parents stayed with me. They were sick. I cared for them. My mother-in-law, my brother-in-law. I had a huge responsibility besides studying and then having that baby. I say, you know, you forgive me. And I was always wishing that God give me a chance that I spend more time with you. And again, that blessing of being sick and a blessing. I mean, like Corona is, uh, we, we, God knows best. And that she was home, studying from home. I take so it as a blessing. you got a lot of time with time. each other. Yeah, yeah that I was just thinking, how am I going to do that? My kids are extremely busy. We're busy. I don't know if I will ever have a chance before she gets married. And God gave me that chance and that blessing. Uh, she was home. Along with even Asma was in medical school. And then also Zaki was working from home. My three kids were home. We're all home. During nice. this time, during my sickness, mm -hmm. she, they were able to take care of me. It was a total blessing to have them at home. Well, yeah. That's great how it works out like that. I know, you know, Corona yeah. was not great for a lot of people in a lot of situations, but we appreciated, you know, we were home. We had our 16 year old with yeah. us. We had the kids. And so we really got to spend time with them, mm -hmm. slow down yeah. a little bit. And it was a great reminder for all yeah, of us. For all of that too. Yeah. And as we're coming out of it, I have to remind myself, like, remember what's important and why like you know what it was like when we slowed down that make we make sure we don't overextend ourselves when we're that coming back out absolutely yeah. the same mind and mindset and that's what uh, i think about it too that i don't want to go back to where i where i was mm -hmm. i was a great reminder from god that we got the opportunity to spend time with him yeah, and then, of course, uh, Asma just got married, my daughter, who is the uh, mm -hmm. finished medical school, and uh, she's there. And we just got a baby, grandbaby. We have six grandchildren. Okay. Uh, two months ago, we got another granddaughter. Uh, we're blessed with her, and two graduation, and then a married wedding. That's what I'm saying. I've been busy for the last couple of months. It sounds like it, yeah. It's like one <laughs> after another. I said, well, I don't want to overdo it, but it's all blessing. Uh, yeah, and good, good celebration. Good celebration, yeah. yes. Absolutely. So looking forward, what keeps you going? What keeps me going? Oh, my God, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I, as I say, I'm, I'm so blessed what makes me go every day. As I say, with my sickness and the strong medication that I was on, uh, was just my, my faith is, of course, always the first one. And the second one is uh, my, the people around me. It's uh, my family and my friends and my community. It just gives me the energy, that the positive energy that I can not just sit in the bed or sit in the couch. I just like to do things. I like to be help. Every day is a blessing. Uh, when I wake up, I say, oh, thank God I'm alive, and then I can try to make a difference and help in any way I can in that day. So what do you like to do after a long day to relax? If a husband gets busy in the evening, I get upset. I say, no, after a long day, you work very, very hard. I work hard. I like to have my cup of tea in the evening and sit down. No matter what's happening, that break, whether it's 10 minutes, 30 minutes, we have to have a cup of tea together. He makes the tea for me. That's his. Uh, that's the only thing he can do in the house. Okay, makes <laughs> a cup of tea for me. And you know, he. I always like to have my shoulder massage. 
Okay. And that's my relaxation in the evening, and that gets me ready for the next day. And it's I like that. Now, tea. what kind of tea do you drink? Uh, usually green tea. Green tea. And okay. with the, some nuts and sweets, of course, our cheesecake is, when he treats me with cheesecake, that's the best. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong with cheesecake, right? <laughs> no. That's my favorite. That's both of our favorite. Okay. Dessert, pecan pie, and cheesecake. And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. Number one question, who's your favorite band or artist? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you listen to? <laughs> one thing is kind of sad that I do not listen to music and I do not uh, watch movies or TV. Okay. I give that up after my starting my organization. Well, you just took out half our questions. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. How do you think she has so much time to do all the stuff she does? That is true. She's not watching TV or movies. I say, yeah, I have to give something up for to do what I want to do in life. Yeah. Now, I gave up uh, TV back in the uh, mid-2000s yeah, for a while, but then oh. I found her, and she made me get it back. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wives are always making you go back to something. Yes. Yeah. They influence yeah. They do that. Yes. Yeah. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Uh, I'm more night out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you stay up late? I stay up late. Gotcha. Till midnight at least. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite book? Favorite book? I read uh, Three Cups of Tea. Three Cups Here. of Tea. Have you ever met anyone famous? I have met uh, famous people from my own community here. Well, of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> our dear mayors, our presidents. <laughs> but uh, that's basically okay. our own community. Okay. Other places I like to travel, but I haven't really had the desire to meet famous people. Okay. Except Me my either. own community is the best. That's what I say, Mansi is the best. What's your guilty pleasure? Is it tea or something else? <laughs> Might be those shoulder massages, right? <laughs> Shoulder massage and sweet. Okay, Okay. and sweets. All right, good. Well, I was going to ask, what's your favorite movie? But I don't think you have one. Now, do you have a favorite movie from even childhood or anything like that? Uh, Childhood Cinderella was my favorite. Cinderella, the the animation from Disney? Yes, Cinderella. All right. I I used to have Cinderella on record, like all the songs from Cinderella Mm -hmm. and stuff. Did did it have the little beep and you turned the page? Like one of those books? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your hidden talent? What can you do other than making cookies so well? <laughs> that people don't might not know about. Yeah. Oh, I'm blessed with many of those, but I uh, think uh, one is the cooking. I can cook like within a couple of hours for 50-some people, and I'm very efficient. I work under pressure. Now, Angie and I had the blessing to visit your home one time and experience this food it and it so is good. amazing amazing yes <laughs> and so much of it <laughs> like, wow no one <laughs> yeah. no one is going hungry today <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so much do you sing in the shower i think in the shower i think the the shower is the best place for thinking yeah, yeah i think i think in this i plan my day okay now yes. do you sing in the car i like to sing okay uh-huh. nice. yes in the car all right, now you... You may you, not have an answer to this. You may not have an answer to the next one, but Star Wars or Star Trek? You can say neither. It's okay. Star Wars. Star Wars. Good, <laughs> <Okay>. good. <laughs> What's your most used emoji on your phone? Uh, heart. Heart? That's a good one. Heart and prayers I use a lot. Okay, nice. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate you coming in and telling us your story. Oh, thank you so much for having me. No problem. 
It's, it's a beautiful day and a beautiful work, and we are proud what you guys do in the community. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks for stopping by the We're Farm proud House. of you, too. <laughs> thank you, guys. Over the years since I've known you, you have shown to me you have a superpower unlike any I've ever seen before. I don't know about that. I do. <laughs> okay. Because your superpower is the F-U letter. Yes, and that's not probably the right way to put it. But it that's what a, it is. <laughs> it is a letter that starts out, it's a sandwich, Yeah. makes you feel good, then really gives you a hard time, and then by the end... Makes you feel good again. A little bit, but not enough. You That's still, why it's your superpower. It is my superpower. I, I don't do it very often because nobody wants to be that person who is mean or whatever. But sometimes, as the boss lady, you got to put the hammer down and let people know that you are disappointed or things didn't go the way you wanted them to go or whatever. And I don't do it very often. But when I do, I kind of get it like scrooge mcduck pleasure out of it like i just want to like crack Your my adrenaline knuck- i do i like want to crack my knuckles and i'm like oh yes now i get to get i get to get into it so i'm but i'm really good at it i don't know she is really good and the reason we know this is because you make people cry we don't know that i made someone <laughs> cry recently but their but I- <laughs> communication back really indicated that wow i might have really made them cry uh, they, I had a vendor who totally did not do a great job on a product that we placed with them, and I let them know that. Um, <laughs> now, you, you gave them benefit of the doubt. I all did. This, all this stuff, like, she doesn't just write these letters. Yes. It has to be a last-ditch thing, but man. I did, and then the, I was like, I because this person wrote me, and she's like, I'm so sorry. We are obviously short-staffed, and blah, blah, blah. And, I, and she's like, and I'm so frustrated, and I wrote her back and said, I understand that. That's got to be a very bad situation being the face of the company and having to deliver bad news. I completely understand that. But you know who's frustrated even more? Me and my client. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, and then she wrote back and was like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have let my frustration show. And like you could tell she was crying at her desk. and I felt kind of bad, but it also made me feel kind of good. (laughs) Now, this, this is not the first time this has happened. Oh, no. How many FU letters have you written? Oh, I don't know. I don't keep track. I don't keep them in a file I would say maybe once a quarter you get Maybe once a quarter, yes. I get to, I have to get heavy with somebody. Now, has anybody sent you an FU letter? Yes, and they sat, they're not fun. They're (laughs) like, no, they're not fun. This is how you learn to write them, isn't it? Uh, No, I just have always been good at it because I'm also a good (laughs) BSer. So, yes, that's another superpower of mine. But, um, But, yeah, I've gotten them and... It made me want to cry at my desk sometimes and whatever. But, you know, as a big girl, we just, you know, we put on our big girl pants. We take it or we dish it out when we have to. And so I don't mind doing it. I actually like it. Um, I, in a community organization that I'm part of, mm-hmm. they needed some help writing some verbiage or whatever. I'm like, dude, I got you. Give me give me a second and I'll write. I'll come up with some words. So I like doing it. It's not the most fun thing in the world, but it gets the point across, and it kind of makes me feel like a boss. Like the fu letter yeah. is the boss's candy. The boss is coming out. <laughs> like this boss lady is gonna lay down the smackdown, and everyone who gets this letter is gonna know that I am greatly displeased. If you get an email from me or a letter that from me that says this is unacceptable, just know 
That's an FU letter. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you would like your own FU letter, you can write to Angie at Angie at farmhousecreative.net. <laughs> no, 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 no. And she will be happy to send you an FU letter. Absolutely. If you need help crafting one, I'll be glad to do that too because I really love it and I don't get to do it very often. Perfect. That's it. <laughs> That's the best segment ever. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone gone boss. boss.